Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes I know, I know, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, I come on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, and then I talk about pro wrestling for a while. I know, I know, it's... It's it, it's it's heavy-handed and very very uh, you know it's always the same thing and talk about cool beans and the harmed soda and the trash and you're like God Warren again and yes again we're doing it again we're doing it live every Thursday evening youtubecom slash Mr. Warren Hayes yes live 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 live, live. I do this live in front of a live studio audience I guess if. If I if I if I were a a 1980s sitcom or a 1990s sitcom, uh, that's the kind of thing that you do that I'd say in front of a live studio audience. But now we're in oh, 2020, yeah. in the era of connectivity and internet interactivity and engagement. So I have a live chat. Don't have a studio audience. A live chat. And who's joining us tonight? I'm glad you asked bunch of people if you're regular listeners slash viewers names you will recognize like kelly tonjes hello kelly robert larry as well good to see you robert have benoit who is in the chat as well tim trevor good to see you good to see everyone that being said uh who else we have here uh we have kristen ashley the first one the first lady of the mr warren hayes show She's here. Hello, Kristen. We have William Davis here as well. Good to see you. We've got Dan Heyman. Nice to see you, sir. Evan Wright is here as well. Good to see you. And a poggers to you as well. Uh, we've got uh, DGMC who's joined us. Mr. Fantastic. And that is indeed fantastic. Anakin is here as well. Good to see. Uh, good to see uh, everyone here tonight on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I really appreciate everyone coming out and joining me here live. If you're watching this live right now on YouTube, hey, do consider giving the video a thumbs up. It's it's silly, but it's the kind of stuff that really, really helps out. So do consider giving a thumbs up. Uh, and even if you're watching on your own uh, accord on demand, uh, do that as well. You, you can just pop into YouTube, uh, pop in a like on YouTube is what I'm trying to say. My God, that was... Yeah, it seems so simple, right? When they say, hit the like, uh, give us a like, uh, smash that uh, like button. It's, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, hey, like the video. God damn it. <laughs> and if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application, because yes, the Mr. Ward Hayes show is also available in audio format. Hey, thank you very much. Numbers keep rising there, and I really appreciate you. I appreciate everyone who listens while jogging, uh, while commuting, while cleaning, while eating, while dating. Hopefully you're not listening to me while you're on a date because uh, that, that, I don't know. I mean, I'm not here to shame anyone. Like if you want to sit around and listen to Warren Hayes on your date, uh, okay. I mean, uh, cool. You know, uh, to me, it'd be weird. Like, yeah, I have trouble listening to myself, period. I, I, I don't know how that... Anyway, look. Again, I'm not quite sure what I'm getting at. The Yankee Power. Welcome to the chat. Good to see you. 
Um, but thank thank you everyone. And if you can leave a, a review uh, over there on your favorite uh, podcast app, that would also be fantastic. Uh, you know what else is fantastic? Beltbells.com. B-E-L-L-T-O-B-E-L-L-E-S. It's your women's wrestling wire. That's where you get all sorts of great, great stuff about women's wrestling. Um, uh, earlier this week, well, uh, yesterday actually, uh, PWI, uh, PWI released its first ever top 50 tag teams list. And there were some women's tag teams who ended up on the list as well. Uh, notwithstanding um, uh, the the uh, the uh, golden um, role models, Sasha and Bailey, of course. But uh, uh, Kristen has a has a write up on all the women who made it on on the list. So if you haven't seen the entire list and you're curious as to who made uh, which women made the list this year, go over uh, to Bell to Bell's articles right there. Check that out. And also working on some uh, some more interviews with some of these tag teams. Still in the works, getting things settled up, but uh, cool stuff on the way. Belltobells.com or on Twitter at Belltobells. Be sure to follow that. It's Survivor Series this weekend. So, of course, we're going to have a prediction show this weekend. Uh, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. per usual. And this week, I'm doing a little something different, doing something a little something new. I am pulling out from behind the Twitter handle, Mark, also known as Wrestling Jeebus on Twitter. Pretty well-known figurehead on the uh, in on wrestling Twitter, a guy who interacts a lot, very positive, very cool guy that I've had the chance to chat with. He's going to be joining me Saturday morning, first time ever podcasting anything. Uh, I'm she's very excited. I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. Survivor Series. I mean, uh, we've got to find a way to make it fun because I don't think Survivor Series is going to be. No, listen, I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. It's it's. It's cool. Survivor Series, there's some good stuff that is going to happen with Survivor Series this week. If you want to find out what I think about it, tune in on Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, Wrestling Jeebus from Twitter is going to be joining me, so that's going to be a good time. Uh, another good time is joining the woman Mr. Warren Hayes Discord. The link is in the description. Join us. It really is a fun time. Uh, you, I mean, you should join right now, actually. You should join right now and just hang out there. Don't hang out anywhere else. Just hang, like, literally, just hang out in my Discord. Just, just, just in my Discord, okay? Okay. <laughs> Don't forget also after we're done here. We're doing a, we're doing a paid, we're doing a post stream over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. The post stream where uh, I, I chat with uh, with patrons live in the chat or through uh, Discord call-ins. If you're a patron at $5 tier, you can come and join us. It's not a problem. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the PWI Top 50 Tag Teams. I want to hear what the patrons have to say, what their choices would be, who was admitted... Uh, are there anything that they do? Is there anything they don't understand? Is there everything or maybe they understand everything and they're going to enlighten me? So that'd be fantastic. Whichever, join us at the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. It's also a great way to show support for the Mr. Warren Hayes show. And, um, and uh, you can also show support by becoming a member of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show channel. And if you come here and you watch the live streams, it's a great oh, deal. Yeah. It's a great way to show some support. Plus, you get some emojis to use in the live chat. So, hey, emojis are cool. What are you talking about? Uh, so, you can do that. Or you can drop us a super chat. 
and I will gladly, proudly read your question and or comment and or mood live and on the air. Just want to say hello to the nerdy Mark who joined us. Thank you for joining us here this evening. Let's see. We already have a couple of super chats here. Tim Trevor with a very, very generous super chat. Thank you very much, Tim. I appreciate it. Said it's good to see Warren on Throwback Show tonight. Well, Throwback tossed me a link. I jumped in. We chatted a bit. That was fun. I like these little spontaneous drop-ins. Come in for a couple of minutes and pop out. It was good to see you too, Tim. Uh, throwback. Subscribe. It's just as simple as that. Uh, Anakin JMT left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says, uh, chat, place your bets on what Warren will rant on first. Why Orton rant won the title in the first place? Zelina Vega or the stuff about Cody Rhodes? Well, here, let me provide you with, let me slice, I'm assuming the stuff about Cody Rhodes, I'm assuming we're talking about the um, uh, the uh, the video editor uh, that uh, made some allegations on, on Twitter, just, of course, a few hours before I start the show. I'm Straight up, I'm not going to talk about it this week, because it's still too fresh, and uh, there's some there's there's still some details missing. Um, there's another side we need to hear on. As it stands right now, um, it's a weird it, it, it's a weird one. It's a disappointing one. Um, not that I don't uh, that I don't believe Louie, um, but I'm gonna refrain. It's still a little too fresh. I'm not gonna refrain. I'm gonna refrain from talking about it this week. So, Zelina Vega or Randy Orton? What am I gonna talk about first tonight? We'll see. Want to say hello to Anna and Entertainment. Welcome to the chat. Um, and uh, Anakin left us another super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. It says Warren with another new hat. Well, uh, it's it's well, it's semi new. I just don't wear it very often on the streams. But I've been thinking of cycling through my hats instead of always like wearing one. I have a few hats. I think I'll just like cycle through, cycle through my hats, right? That'd be fun, depending on my mood. And then maybe eventually we'll discover a pattern that when I wear a certain hat is because I'm in a certain mood kind of thing. Like um, like uh, uh, a mood ring or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so there we have it, folks. I went through all the usual stuff. Prediction show on Saturday. Don't forget that because that's those things are always fun. All right, all right, all right. Enough, enough chit-chat. Let's start the weekly wrestling inspection, shall we? Ah, uh, let's let's start up. Okay, I'm gonna start by talking a little bit about the uh, the uh, best of uh, Super Juniors uh, 2020 tournament. Um, I'm going to be straight up with you. I, uh, I haven't been, I haven't been listening to, uh, I haven't been listening to most, uh, most of it. I'm not caught up is what I'm trying to say. I'm not quite caught up. Uh, I know, uh, I know from a, um, I know from a, a, a high vantage point, like what's going on. Like we can talk about the, the standings right now. I mean, we can do that. Uh, here's something that's absolutely wild here. Master Watto and show oh, yeah. are leading the tournament right now, both at four points, two wins apiece. Master Watto and show, but Master Watto up there with our boy show. That's ridiculous, but also awesome at the same time. 
And then we have Hiromu Takahashi, Taguchi, Robbie Eagles, Taiji Ishimori, Bushi, and El Desperado, all with two points. And Doki and Yuyo Yumera at zero points. I, I, I'm not surprised that Yumera is at uh, is at zero. Doki a little more. They had started pushing him somewhat strong leading into the tournament. Like he had some, but I mean, it's still early, right? It's still, still very early. I just, I, I very, very strange. I, it's very, very strange to me that, that they're not working higher, harder, uh, um, working harder with, uh, in regards to Doki, but that, that's just me. But here's the one thing that I am going to talk about, and I'm going to go, because this is one match I saw. Of course, you guys know that I love Hiroshi, uh, Hiromu Takahashi. I love Hiroshi Tanahashi as well, but Hiromu has a special place in my heart. Um, and uh, so I did watch his match against El Desperado, um, which apparently, well, I had read that was it was an excellent match. It was a super, super, super strong match. And it was. My problem is, that Despi won, which I'm okay Ooh, with, yeah. but he had to, he, he, he had to resort to using a chair shenanigans to beat Hiromu. And we're super early on in the tournament. Now, I get it. Ooh, Despi yeah. is Suzuki-gun. It's part of their MO. This is what they do. They're, they're, they, it's not surprising that he would do that. But, man, there's something that's getting to me with New Japan booking these days. And, you know, I, I've always chalked it up to uh, to the, the main event situation, which I, I always thought was a little iffy these days. You know, I didn't quite care for it. I'm not quite sure what they're doing with... Well, I talked about it last week with the... Uh, uh, with Jay White getting the briefcase, but Ibushi still getting a title shot at, Rec at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't like that. I, I don't think it makes sense. Why couldn't have Despi just beaten uh, Hiromu straight? Why did he need like to beat down on the knee and so on and so forth? Now, I get it. You can argue, and you can argue very, very, uh, make a compelling case for it, uh, that they want, they being New Japan, Gato, want to keep... Takahashi strong. Sure. Uh, Hiromu's the superstar. He's he's the ace of the division right now. You, I get that. But, I mean, even... He's not... He doesn't need to be that protected. This is the thing. I, Hiromu's bulletproof. And he can, he can take a proper loss once in a while, especially if it serves to elevate another guy like El Desperado, who was on a really, really good tear earlier this year uh, during the uh, during the New Japan Cup. Um, uh, yeah, during the New Japan Cup, right? Um, he he was uh, he had a really good showing. Don't know why they they sort of decided to cool him down. Uh, they had put him back into his uh, his tag team with Kanemaru for a while, and I'm like, why aren't they why aren't they giving this guy the green light? Why isn't it just like uh, we're in on Desperado. A win here would have done so much for Despi. It really would have. It it, it, it mixed things up. Then you you see Desperado as a, uh, El Desperado as a contender in the in the in the tournament. So you're like, it's just strange to me. It's just really really strange. I don't know why they. I don't know why they're resorting to 
I don't know why they're resorting to this type of nonsense for uh, for their booking these days. You know, I'm not uh, I, I I'm not a, a a New Japan purist, right? There are because there yeah. are some hey hey there are some New Japan purists who are like no interference at all. Like I can take a certain amount of Bullet Club shenanigans. You know, sometimes I think they go overboard, especially with Dick Togo and Evil, but. I understand that that's part of the gimmick. I understand that this is part of Suzuki Gun's thing as well. But I also feel like there was there was something more that could have been done here uh, outside of a outside of a um, of uh, Desperado needing a chair to beat Hiromu. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of strange. Um, got a couple of super chats here. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Talking about World Tag League, which again, folks, I can't get into World Tag League. I, I it's just it it, and there's there's good teams. Don't get me wrong. There's some really fun combinations, especially uh, Tanahashi and Toa Hanare, which I think is great. But I just I, New Japan and their tag teams. I just can't. I just can't get. I just can't get into it. Um. Finju, uh, Evan Wright Super Chat. Here we go. He's talking about World Tag League. Finju's versus uh, Tana Hanari ruled. Yano Ishii versus Yoshihashi Goto ruled. Zack Sabre Jr. Taichi versus Sonata Shingo ruled. Go out of your way for those. Chat slash Warren. I will follow that recommendation. I'll I'll seek them out. I'll check them out. I like a good, like, I just don't want to get invested into that tournament because I feel it's ultimately pointless, but I always like a good wrestling match evan wright left us another super chat as well thank you again evan says respect master wato enough of the games i respect who i want <laughs> wild boy left us a super chat thank you very much wild boys as long time no see brother warren warren lol that's right hey good to see you even here right now good to see you here <laughs> jk Schwal left us a super chat Thank you very much, uh, JK. He says, do you think Cameron Grimes cycles through his hats based on different moods? Hey, if he does, if he does, that means he's constantly in the same mood. The What kind of mood? A mood that'll take you to the moon! I'm not going to talk about it specifically during, I, like, it's not on, it's not on my planning, but, uh, boy, that blindfold match was shit. I, I, the con, the concept of a blindfold match to me, just it, I don't understand the interest in it, and it, 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 it leads to comedy, which is fine, but it's mostly always the same spots, you know, it's like the heel gets mis, mixed up, and he either he beats Ooh, on the yeah. ref or he chides someone, you know, he argues with someone without actually looking at. It. It always boils down to the same thing. But in and about itself, like a blindfold match where you're going to have two people who can't see each other wrestle and can't see what they're doing. Why would you... Why Why does that even sound compelling? You know? It, it doesn't sound right. It sounds... It, it just sounds boring. And it usually is. <laughs> it just is what he is. Okay, let's get to it. Hot trash. Now, the SmackDown last Friday, while 
not entirely bad, but not entirely good either. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the first hour of SmackDown, and I'm going to posit this into chat, okay? Without checking, going on and Googling and doing math, if you watch SmackDown on, on Friday, how much bell-to-bell -bell time do you think there was in the first hour of SmackDown on uh, November 13th? I'm, uh, pause it, chat. Let me think about it. Put it in there. Drop it. How much action, bell-to-bell -bell wrestling time was there in the first hour of SmackDown? I've got eight minutes. I've got 13 minutes, 10 minutes. I appreciate you not running out and Googling it or going on to cage match to figure it out. Do we have any more, any more guesses? Kyle Masters, hello. By the way, welcome to the chat. Says two minutes. He goes, LOL. Tim Travers says six minutes. Injection 2K, good to see you. Five minutes, four minutes. There was less than four minutes of bell-to-bell -bell time in the first hour of SmackDown. Good job, Aaron Entertainment. You were the closest. Like three minutes and 50 seconds. Now, I've uh, that is if you exclude, but I did say bell to bells, bell to bell, bell to bells. I say bell to bells all the time, but bell to bell under four minutes. If you want to add on two minutes to that and say, well, the Mysterio Rollins match started at uh, uh, at uh, the uh, 57 uh, minute mark. So you have at least uh, two minutes and okay. All right. But I was talking about bell to bell action. It's ridiculous. Acer 5000, round 124. Good to see you. It's ridiculous. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think there's only in professional wrestling that we will, that uh, I think only professional wrestling fans will sit down to watch their professional wrestling program and accept that within the first hour of their professional wrestling program, they barely get any professional wrestling. I, I think we're the only people in the world that will sit back and will go, yep, all right, yep, yep. It doesn't make sense to me. It does, and I know I've talked about this before, but if you're tuning in to watch, if you're tuning in to watch, uh, CSI, okay? And within the first 30 minutes of CSI, there's no investigation, there's no dead body, there's no uh, there's no forensicking happening. They're just like they're at the flower shop uh making a, a, a floral arrangements. You're going to be like, "What the fuck? This isn't what I'm watching. This isn't what I'm not I'm not supposed to be watching this." You sit down to watch the start of a hockey game, and instead of them playing hockey, they're uh, they're they're doing skits. They're they're they're, they're being they're doing silly Cirque du Soleil impersonations in the in in the center of the ice. And you're like, "What the fuck is this?" And whoop, first period is over, folks. Boy, uh, hopefully they'll never really go on a tour with Cirque du Soleil because that was shit. We're the only people who put up with that. And I swear, I don't watch pro wrestling for the angles, for the promos. I watch pro wrestling to see 
phony competitive fights. I want to see feats of athleticism. That's why I'm tuning in. If I want drama, if I want comedy, I will go to more competent sources than WWE to watch drama and comedy. You know what I'm talking about? It's so wild to me. It's wild to me. And this is my main takeaway from last Friday. It just made me so livid that I, I this is all I jotted down. As I, we've got no wrestling in the first hour. It, it boggles my mind, folks. It really, really does. I wish, I wish it wasn't, I wish it wasn't like that. Which is, anyway, look. I've said my piece on that. Let's keep moving. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to another subject. Uh, we'll move on to Raw, actually. Uh, what the hell was up with Cedric Alexander? <laughs> what was going on with Cedric on Raw on Monday? What's it? The, the dive. What was he trying to do with his dives? Was he was he trying to injure himself out? Like I can understand. Like you know you. You've seen this happen before, guys, right? We've seen this happen. You have one guy run, uh, you know, do, try to perform a move, or a gal, try to perform a move, can't quite pull it off, so they do it immediately after again. We've seen this before. So Cedric does that first dive, and it's a little wacky, and he hits the ring again to do it a second time. And I'm like, okay, he wants to try again, but it... It, like, I thought he just wanted to land on his neck at this point because then he goes back in and he does it a third time and I think his feet got cut up in the rope. He didn't get the full full flight. I'm like, and it's weird because it's Cedric Alexander, right? He's usually much tighter than that. And I don't know what he was doing there anyway, but outside of that, I mean, <laughs> it was a fun match. I enjoyed the match. I I I thought, you know, I... I, I here I am, I'm going to say, I hope WWE revisit the New Day and the Hurt Business. But of course, of course they're going to revisit the New Day and the Hurt Business time and uh, over and over and over again. But because frankly, I think, I think they worked really well together. I think they had good chemistry. I think it'd be cool for Hurt Business to get the tag straps, like get all the, uh, get all the secondary titles on Raw. I think that would be fantastic. Or the, the male ones, of course. Um, I'd be okay with that. That's, that's the idea behind their stable, right? You know, to work hard, get the gold, the prestige. I'm good with that. It makes sense. All I hope is if they, they keep, if they keep working together, the New Day and, uh, and the Hurt Business, I really, really hope that they do better promos next time. That was an uncharacteristically bad promo by the new day it really was anyway let's keep on moving um we're gonna move back to some cool beans and this is where i'm going to get into full-on optimism mode uh and uh for for multiple reasons um wait a second I, there i think we had a super chat yes from evan wright Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you, Evan. <laughs> Coming back, talking about uh, Cameron Grimes' hat. He says, Grimes' gimmick is he wears hat, wears hats, guy stinks. He doesn't stink. He does not stink. My God. It's a good, 
Don't don't underestimate Cameron Grimes. And don't really disrespect the hat. <laughs> Throwback. Good to see you, pal. Welcome to the chat. Um, so basically, uh, sh- this is where I'm going to get get a little optimistic here, as I was saying. I'm really liking the Sheamus and Drew McIntyre stuff. I liked Sheamus. I like Sheamus's quest to become Drew's friend. I like this. Um, I, 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 I like this, um, this enthusiasm that he has to, 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 uh, to become, to, you know, to sort of pal around with, um, to sort of pal around with, uh, with, with Drew and, you know, and, and okay. And I'll admit they started talking about their mothers, right. And, you know, uh, I don't remember exactly what was said, but you know, they did bring up each other's moms and I'm like, uh, is this a, is this a call back to what Eddie Kingston and, uh, John Moxley were doing? Maybe, but I, I'll, I don't give a shit if it is. If if what AEW is doing promo wise with, for instance, specifically Eddie Kingston and uh, John Moxley, if that's pushing WWE to say we need to try to do things a little more emotionally invested, if that's if if your competition is pushing you to try something else out and it's working, I'm okay with that. I I, I, I don't have a problem with that. That's what competition is for. So if it if that's the connection, okay. But regardless, if we're talking about this in a vacuum, whatever's happening elsewhere, you know, it's it it feels sincere. It feels real. It, it feels like the guys aren't reading scripts. A couple of months ago, you had Sheamus on SmackDown in one of the shittiest angles I have seen anyone in. Uh in 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 wrestling uh, delivering horribly written convoluted and and insulting lines when he feuded with Jeff Hardy making fun of a guy who has addictions and now here he is being more close to himself being like hey buddy why don't we do that and Drew Drew's always very natural you Drew is at his best when you're, when he's natural you can tell when he's reading lines but you can double double but you appreciate him more when when he's more loose in himself and they have the crate with all of uh with uh with Drew's old gear and Drew opens it up and and he you if he wasn't genuinely if he didn't genuinely choke up a bit that was some fine fine acting <laughs> because I, I was like oh all right this is cool and then Sheamus has his family sword and of course, Drew came out in, in in all the gear for for his match with Randy Orton. This was, this was really, really good. This was absolutely good. And they've been doing this for a few weeks now. And I'm I'm I'll I'll tell you. And I I know that I'm opening myself to hurt because I am allowing myself to hope that WWE has a good plan behind this, okay? But I'm going to stay hopeful because I think this is really good. And I think this can be played well. And if they do it well, this could be a good Royal Rumble main event. Uh, purely based on the build. Unless they decide to blow it off 
next Monday after Survivor Series. And then, but if you if you just give this a little time, this will if if Sheamus turns on Drew, it will be meaningful. You know, it stakes, emotional stakes on top of the title. All Sheamus wants is a friend. He wants a tag team partner. And if Drew will probably turn him down. And if WWE plays its cards right, we can be in a position where we're like, well, where we could maybe actually feel for Sheamus. And think Drew's the asshole in this situation. We don't know. It depends how they work it out. Yeah. So, you know, credit where credit is due. I'm enjoying this right now. Well, I'm excited to see where this goes. Look, I will have happily. (laughs) That was a hard word. Happily revisit this statement in a couple of weeks. If it turns to shit. I gladly. And I know you, a lot of you will be the first to call out and said, Warren, didn't you like this shit? Was, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Not anymore, but I did. But I feel confident. I don't know. There's something about this that feels good. I, I get the same feeling out of this with um, Mandy Rosen and Otis. It's the same type of, ooh, I wasn't expecting this to be so interesting kind of thing. And 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 that went well until it stopped being good. So we'll we'll see how it goes, but I'm excited to see uh, I'm excited to see how this uh, this turns out. I like it. Um, also, I liked Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre in the main event of Raw. Uh, let's let's just say it. This was their best match uh, within the entire series that they had. This was their best match. Uh, it needed to have some toys again. Okay, cool. Um, but it worked, all right? And they were able to use the toys in ways that told the full story of their feud. Like when Randy Orton was using the chair Ooh, on yeah. Drew's jaw. I thought that was nice. I thought that 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 was that was smart. That was that's in that 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 that's good storytelling right there. Basic, but still good. It's the kind of details that that that, that we hang on to. Um yeah, Orton tried to break the commentary table a couple of times. <laughs> using uh using uh drew but it just it just would not break drew tries to claim more orton on the floor but orton moves out of the way and drew just crashes over the desk and what a nasty spill he took he hits a super blitz on drew there's a future shock ddt drew drives orton through a table and orton gets back into the ring and he has a stream of blood down his back he was busted open Hard way, and uh, there's a stream of blood, and the camera zoomed into it. This is the company that doesn't do blood and guts. They zoomed in to the blood, the stream of blood down the back. Orton drapes, uh, uh, drapes, hits a draping DDT is what I'm trying to say. Goes for an RKO. Drew avoids it, hits the ropes. Claymore's him. One, two, three. Now, you've all heard that this is like the first title change uh for the WWE title like since 2015 on TV uh so that's cool i uh, so that's cool now why did they leave the why did they have Randy Orton keep the title for 21 days i don't know i really don't know for me me it kind of throws it throws a monkey wrench into my vision for of booking 
Whereas I would have had Orton keep the title to WrestleMania and lose it to Edge. Yes, give Edge a, a short run with the title. That's what I would have done. I think it's a little short-sighted, not going to lie. Um, maybe they had maybe they had a bigger plan, right? Maybe they had a bigger plan because you know plans change. But you know, ultimately, this is the better match at Survivor Series. This being Roman versus Drew, it 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 is naturally the better match. Roman is so fucking hot right now. Like, white, blazing hot. And uh, and Drew, Drew is the top babyface in the company right now. And he, I've said it before, I said it again. I think he's the guy who conducts himself, mo- uh, uh, he's conducted himself as a, as a champion from the get-go. He looks the part, he acts the part, he is the part. So, right now, Drew versus Roman in this new context. Because yes, we got it two years ago at WrestleMania and it stank. But we have a new context, uh, new um, a new uh, uh, appreciation for both these guys as well. And, and, and they're at different points in their career as well. I'm excited to see. I, like it's one of it's. One of the things I'm most looking forward to in, at Survivor Series this weekend. And, 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 and trust me, there ain't a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, but this I'm looking forward to. So for that, I think it's a good move. But like I said, I think it's also a... Sh- I, I, think it's, I think it's short term. I don't think it's... I don't think it's well thought out. Maybe maybe it was just to give another reign for... for um, uh, Randy and then we get talking about you know Cena's reigns and his reigns and Ric Flair again and I don't know look all I can tell you is that short term it's a good idea it's a good move long term I don't know I don't know but clearly they're setting up something with Sheamus hopefully it'll go past TLC I think it's TLC right in December I hope it goes past that and then we we're able to move into uh, Royal Rumble with anyway. We shall see what the next. But you know, here's the thing, and and, and you know, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not gonna Ooh, I'm not yeah. gonna lie here. Um, I I think we're guaranteed a fuck finish for this match. I at Survivor Series, like, do you really see Roman taking a pin here? No. Are you going to have your uh, have your main, have your new WWE champion take a pinfall immediately after winning the title. That doesn't make sense. No. So there's clearly going to be a fuck finish that's going to happen here, which we'll never get resolution for because it's the only night of the year that the brands can find each other. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you again, Evan. I appreciate it. He says, Warren, finding the light in the WWE darkness. Ah, sometimes sometimes it's hard to find. And sometimes it just appears out of nowhere, like a a crack in the sky. And you're like, oh, there, here it is. And then either the clouds part and there's a true beam of sunshine that pours upon you. Or the cloud just goes, then it piss pours rain on top of you. And the cloud is like, ah. Made you look, fucker. 
Anakin JMD left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says, are you not excited to see if Lana avoids the table? I could not. Okay. Let, okay. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about the Survivor Series build one more time. Ooh, yeah. And look at that. It's hot trash. On We, we had... We had Fireface, Dopey, Broly, and the Mongoose fighting Mustafa Ali, T-Bar, Slapjack, and uh, Ronaldo. What I forget what his name is. The other guy. Mace. Ronaldo would be better. Now, there, it, we all knew what was going to happen here. Oh, it's a teaser for Survivor Series. But we knew what was going to happen. They were going to lose because they can't get along. That's the story they're telling, right? Oh, the team can't get along. But then commentary afterwards and AJ, they, uh, when when the Survivor Series team lose to Retribution, the question is, they go, uh, the, what will happen at Survivor Series? And AJ is worried. AJ is worried. Are we going to win? Are we going to win? And I'm like, what is what is going to happen if you lose? I don't give a shit. And and honestly, you don't why should you guys give a shit it too? Why does anyone care about what happens at Survivor Series? There's nothing to latch on to. We have five grown men who are are just being children to each other. They're being middle schoolers, giving each other nicknames because it's it's funny and they're they, they just, they can't get along. They have to work as a team. Why do they need to work? I think they don't know why they need to work as a team because there's nothing really to work for. Why do they need to win the match? What, what's going to happen if they lose? Nothing. Just as much as it didn't matter that they, lo that they lost on Saturday, on, on Monday. Saturday. Probably lost on Saturday too. But there was no reason there was the the consequences will be exactly the same. Jack shit is going to happen. Jacques merde is what's going to happen. It's just as simple as that. And 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 it's the same for the women. It's the same for the women. And Lana, to to your point, Anakin, I I don't care if she avo if she avoids the table or not. It, it, it none of it matters. None of it matters. I like absolutely none of it matters because I don't understand why all these people are trying to work together. Like, honestly, if I'm Lana, I go see Vince McMahon, um, Adam Pierce, Jesus Christ. I go see Adam Pierce and I'm like, Adam, take me off of this team. Give me some singles matches. This shit is ridiculous. I'm that this, this bitch is supposed to be my partner and she keeps putting me through a table. She's going to injure me before we get to the match. What is going on here? Like, Ooh, none yeah. of it makes sense. It just, it doesn't. And I still contend, nonetheless, that they're making Lana into the new Johnny Gargano. I really do believe it. That she's going to pull the upset win. She's going to carry her team to victory on Saturday, on Sunday. Uh, mark my words. And there, there's a spoiler for my prediction show on Saturday, by the way. That's just for you, faithful viewers of the Mr. Warren Hayes show. That's what I think is going to happen. It's 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 predictable and it's hokey and it's and it's silly. I don't know what to say. It it matters so little that 
that Nia Jax and that Nia Jax took out Mandy Rose, who's on her team. And, uh, see, do you see how little this makes sense? And then they replace, and then uh, uh, Dana Brooke gets taken out later on by Mia Yim. And, and, and then they replace them just like that with Peyton and Lacey. And it doesn't matter. Do you, it doesn't matter. And that's what's so frustrating about, uh, that's what's so frustrating about the Survivor Series, folks, is that none of it matters. And I wish it did. I wish it was, I wish it was Ooh, fun. Yeah. Like, like in the 90s. It was corny, but you know, you'd have the team, the team captain would pick his guys and then they'd, they'd all stand around next to the WWF logo and cut a promo with their, with, with their unified name and they'd all be like, yeah, we're, we're, and you know, if it was just like, we're fighting, we're, we're going, it's like softball, you know, it's, we're putting together a softball team and we're just going to do it for pride. I'd get behind that. There's not even pride involved here. Nia Jax is trying to sabotage her own team. The uh, AJ's AJ Styles' men's team can't even keep their shit together. They have no reason to. They have no reason to coalesce. So they're all over the place. It it makes Ooh, sense yeah. that it makes sense that these teams are falling apart because there's no reason for them to. There's no goal. There's no objective. It is so so stupid. I wish wish I tell you that there would be some kind of tie-in to the road to WrestleMania with this. I really do. I still think, I still think my idea of having the, the last remaining members of, uh, of the Survivor Series team be put in positions uh, 30, uh, 30, 29, 28 in the Royal Rumble. If you're able to stay in, you get you get a good you get a good position in the Royal Rumble. And that's good enough for me. And it should be good enough for them too. Uh, but do tune into the prediction show. <laughs> the prediction show is gonna be good. I mean that 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 makes some great some great content. <laughs> Oh, let's take a look at a couple of super chats here. DGMC says, with a super chat, thank you very much, by the way, DGMC. Orton getting another title run was well-deserved, in my opinion, even, even if I felt the feud with, with Drew, excuse me, was booked backwards. I hope Drew beats Roman to not go zero and four. I, I do agree that the, the feud was booked so that Drew, and I think there's still a claim here, Drew needs shenanigans to win. The backslide out of nowhere. He needs an ambulance and and WWE legends, and he needs more toys to beat Randy Orton, kind of thing. Like straight up match, you can't do it. I think there's still legs here, but I agree. I I don't have a problem with Randy Orton getting another title run. That's not the length of it is what I find curious. But I think it was a good idea to sort of take it off Drew, maybe reset everything. I didn't have a problem with it. Orton's been doing great work. Although I don't understand why the minute he won the title, he suddenly became a chicken shit. 
Why was that a thing? Why did he start running? Anyway. Mr. Fretz left us a super chat. Hello, Mr. Fretz. Thank you for being here and thank you for the super chat. Says, will someone interrupt Taker's farewell? If so, who? Um, would, would we give him one last tombstone? One last, I don't know. You'd have to bring back someone significant, right? He'd have to tombstone Shawn Michaels. Or, oh, well, the, apparently this Triple H feud is like one of the uh, one of the greatest feuds that, uh, that they ever had. You know, you remember that. Um, yeah, someone like that. But uh, frankly, I don't think they have anyone interrupt, you know, um... I don't think they have anyone interrupt. Um, Evan Wright left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. He says uh, they're going to have Lana pin Bianca, and I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> hey, I look. It, I think. Well, I'm going to talk about it in a bit. Come to think of it, but Ooh, that yeah. would be it. Would be a bold move on their part. It would be a bold, bold move on their part. Uh, Anakin JMT left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. Says, I wasn't expecting this to be the first rant, but I'll take it. <laughs> it is always, it's always Ooh, a surprise yeah. on the Mr. Warren Hayes show. Right? Absolutely. Um, what? <laughs> Chris, Chris says, uh, him, Timothy, I love Warren. What is she? Oh, okay. The Okay, because Timothy Farley of Armbar Audio is here. Good to see you, Tim. All right, I'm because <laughs> I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> now I'm no, because I because I, I see Kristen. Then, oh no, no, you can love him too. I need a break. I'm like, who is she talking to? And it's like, and it's like oh, Tim Farley. How you doing, Tim? <laughs> you don't need a break from me. You can't. You can't ever have a break from me. Tim Trevor left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Again, Tim, I appreciate it. He says, I don't give an S about SS, period. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard sell this year, if, if, if I'm being honest. It's a three-match three show. Evan Wright left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. Evan, I appreciate all the super chats tonight. He says, hope he tombstones Drake Younger or Nia Jax. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much for that. That'd be, I, I mean, if you're going to go out as a baby face. All right, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's keep going here. Um, mm, 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 mm. let's, uh, talk about what, how are we doing on time? All right. Uh, let's, uh, go with some cool beans here. The, uh, Young Bucks versus, uh, Top Flight was, look, I like I, I liked it and I liked it a lot. I thought it was I, I thought the AEW Dynamite's tradition of starting off with a strong, exciting match is consistent. It's a it's 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 their first true tradition, if you ask me. It's the one thing you get that you expect from them. And I will ne even when WWE pulls it off, the rare times where they decide to start without a promo, I I can't bitch. I can't bitch when my wrestling program starts with wrestling, but AEW always starts so goddamn strong. 
And this was again the case here with top flight rookies coming in. Uh, you all saw the story how the, how this developed on social media where the young bucks were like, you know, you know, we we got our opportunities when we were super young. We're brothers as well, just like the top flight guys, you know. And uh, uh, Motor City, the Motor City Machine Guns gave us our big big break, and uh, we want to do the same to the to top flight. And hey, this was top notch. But frankly, you know, this is the kind of match that I know isn't for everyone. It's a great way to kick off a wrestling show. It's exciting. It's electric. It's fun. But I can also understand people who were like, nah, I didn't care for it. And frankly, you know, there's some some parts of this match where, uh, where I thought there were... Uh, everyone was sort of setting up their spots as opposed to having some real flow to it. Could be a lot of reasons. We know the Young Bucks. That's... That can be part of their modus operandi, and that's all right. Uh, could be due just to the inexperience of top top flight as well. The nerves, you know, you, you don't know what can happen. But I'm being nitpicky here. The match was good. Uh, the point, I guess, I'm trying to make is this can uh, this can be uh, this can be the type of match that young buck haters can go like, oh, the young bucks, yeah, because. I I kind of noticed that at some point, like halfway through the match, it was kind of like Matt was like, and I, Matt was like, uh, suddenly, oh, 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 that's right, my my ankle hurts, ooh, ooh, and then he started hobbling on it, and I'm like, oh, come on, Matt, like, just, you either do it or you don't, but, it, again, I'm being nitpicky, it was fine, it was a good, exciting way to, to start the match, I want to say hello to Wrestling Plug Incorporated. It is good to see you. Uh, next, okay, let's uh, talk about uh, the um, the inner circle Vegas stuff. Look, I got to be consistent here. I I didn't think I didn't think it was all that great. I think it's corny, but it was it was super well produced. I. I, I still believe that they are doing an extreme disservice to MJF. You know, I I really think MJF is at his best when he is when he's holding a microphone and he's cutting a promo and he is sick burning everyone around him to ashes. I think that's where he shines. That's where his value is. These overproduced segments I don't think do anything for him. Did I enjoy? Uh, Wardlow and Hager and Jake Hager staring down at each other as I wondered if they were going to make out. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, did uh, did I pop when Conan showed up? Sure. Uh, made me made me realize that uh, it had been a few weeks since he had DM me asking if I had heard his podcast. Did I pop when Swoggle showed up in diapers in a direct reference to the Hangover movie, a movie that was released 11 years ago? No, <laughs> I didn't think that was funny. I thought I was like, no, this is this is dumb. And it, my God, the references are so dated. I understand why they did it. I understand that this is you know this is a a, a plot device to. Uh, to help define, to help define the, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The relationships within the inner circle, right? I get it. But I would much rather they do it 
by just going into into matches and then letting those relationships play off in the ring like a sports-centric angle. And it's just me. And you know what? Like, the, here's the thing. Is that I will I will not crap on anyone who enjoyed this segment because I think there is stuff to enjoy in it. Me, it 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 does it bugs me, and it bugs me because here's the thing. We're constantly told, you know, wrestlers. Oh, wrestlers are highly trained in their in their job. They're professionals. You know, don't do what they do. Don't try this at home. But professional wrestlers think that they can do comedy, that they can sing, that they can dance, that they can act, that they, you know, and it's like, oh, we can do it too. So at some point it does get a little, well, what is it am I, what is it I'm exactly wanting out of my wrestling product? And frankly, it's wrestling. Like I said earlier, if I want comedy, I'll tune into, you know, I'll watch a Hannibal Buress. Uh, stand-up special. I'll watch Eric Andre. That's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I'll get into if I want to... A little comedy goes a long way. I don't have a problem with comedy and wrestling, and I can understand why people found this entertaining. Me, I'm like, "Mm, why don't you just fight? (laughs) Ultimately, I want you guys to fight. That's what I'm here for. Connor McCabe, good to see you. Welcome to the chat. But uh, now we're going to move on to some cool beans because, ladies and gentlemen, the contract signing didn't happen. Mm, 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 mm. No contract signing. The contract signing was voided. Contract signing is dead. They tried to do it, but it didn't happen. Kudos to whoever knocked out future father, John Moxley. Mm, 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 mm. All right, let's break this down a little bit. First of all, Kenny in full cleaner gear, like uh, suit, right? Uh, Like here's the the aviators, the suit, that, 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 uh, that attitude that he had reminiscent of like New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom, Okada chasing Kenny, you know, that, uh, that little, that little shit. God, I loved it. That that's the Kenny Omega I really, really, really like. And so seeing that come out, that was cool. Mox gets laid out. They're treating it like a serious injury. Cool. Just signs the contract and he fucks off. Nothing of the bingo. It broke up the formula. Ooh, yeah. That's all I want. Ultimately, that's all I want out of my contract signings is I don't want. I don't want. Baby uh, challenger and champion at, at the table. Challenger says a few words. Champion says a few Ooh, words. Yeah. Challenger responds. Champion responds. Sign papers. Table flip. Stare down. Beat down. It's always the same shit. Because here's the. We talked about this on the Discord. Because I think a lot of people think I I might be going a little overboard with my feelings regarding contract signing. But I still maintain that it's lazy creative. I really do. Look at John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. They didn't have a contract signing. They had a stare down. They just looked. They they got into the ring and they cut promos on each other. And that was the most entertaining shit 
I had seen in a long time. Contract signings are boring. And it is an excuse to put two guys in the ring so that they can cut promos on each other. So just cut out the middleman. Never mind, never mind the, the, the paperwork. And on top of all of this, we get a contract signing every six weeks. And I think I'm being generous. Because I have people say, well, it's a big match. It deserves a contract signing. They, it's been overdone. There's 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 no contract signings that really feel important because Ooh, there's a contract yeah. signing every month and a half. And that's that's too bad because I think there is value in a really good contract signing. Let's remember Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Let's remember Lex Luger and, and Ric Flair on Ric Flair's fucking yacht. That was amazing. Those were some weird... And look at what Bailey did with her contract signing a couple of weeks ago. She went up to the to the ring to sign for it and she said, you know what? Nah, I'm not signing it. And I'm like, finally, a heel that gets it. Don't sign the fucking paper. A finally. Because it, it's all dumb. And, and then, let's go meta. They're announcing the match before the contract is signed. That, to me, is shitty management. I wouldn't put my money in that company if they're if they're promoting matches that haven't been signed. Jesus. <laughs> so mess with the formula. Create a contract signing. Mess with the formula. Otherwise, it's always the same thing. Or if you just want guys to get into the ring and cut promos on each other, get guys into the ring and cut promos on each other. That's all you need to do. DGMC left us a super chat. Thank you very much, DGMC says. It was Warren who jumped Mox backstage. I know it. No, Kristen, you didn't get me a contract signing for Christmas. Anakin left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says, wrong. Con no contract signing is hot trash. All contract signings are by default hot trash. By default. but they can always be saved. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you again, Evan. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you as well, Anakin. Thank you for all the super chats tonight. Warren, <laughs> Warren whined the entire day. Yeah, sure. That sounds like me. Whined the entire day when they said there was a contract saying, now look at him. Look at this guy. Said they won't do anything different. I did. Hang on a second. I didn't say they wouldn't do anything different. I'm saying contract signings are boring. Now, if they're able to come in and, 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 and play with the formula and surprise me like they did and make us avoid the, the pedantic, uh, uh, similar, repetitive uh, uh, setup that a contract signing provides for us, I'm cool with it. I love it. I love it. But otherwise, by default, a contract signing is shit. By default. I want to say hello to Kyle Masters. Good to see you. Welcome to the chat. Uh, so there we go. So we'll get rid of the... No, we'll hang on to the cool beans. Pack is back and so is Death Triangle. I am excited about this. First of all, match with Blade. Hard match. Good stuff. Uh, strong things. Uh, powerful boys. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I am... I, I loved... How, like, this was expertly built and built towards. Let's give them credit here. 
they really did a good job because they had sowed the seeds for the the pen uh, the Phoenix turn, excuse me, a couple of weeks ago, while Kingston was fighting with Moxley, and now it led into this moment here where Kingston is attacking Pac with Butcher and Blade. Phoenix Ooh, runs in yeah. for the save, then he gets swarmed, and then Penta comes out, and Penta, who is allegedly Eddie Kingston's best friend, sort is sort of torn for a little bit, but then eventually just starts cracking his chair uh, uh, on uh, his former teammates, and we realign with Death Triangle. Good job. Good job. And I'll get into this mood. I'm getting into this beat of having having a trios tournament. I don't know if I want a title. Maybe a cup. I'm a sucker for tournament wrestling. You guys know this. But why not a true? I mean, Chikara's not around anymore to do the King of Trios, if you know what I'm talking about. Ooh, yeah. um, so why don't we do that? Have a nice little tournament with some trios. And I know there, you know, there's been some uh some speculation already put out there, but because there's a lot of factions in AEW right now that you could definitely activate, uh, put together and, and have a really fun tournament. Jurassic Express, Death Triangle, Kingston and Butcher and Blade. Then uh, uh, then you have the Best Friends. You could easily make two to three trios just out of the Dark Order, I, I, I'm assuming. Like, let's say you put... Uh, Stu Gray and uh, uh, Stu Gray, Stu Uno, and let's say Brody Lee. Then you'd have uh, Reynolds and Silver and five. No, then there'd be ten who doesn't have anything to do. Anyway, you could make you could make two you could make two trios teams out of the Dark Order if you really wanted to put the Elite in there. I don't see why you would, but okay. Uh, Team Taz, yeah. There's some great possibilities here to have a nice look. And get why wouldn't look? Why wouldn't AEW give us a good old-fashioned round robin with this? Like right? Just a good old-fashioned G1 style round ro round robin. We haven't haven't had a proper well no, that's not true. We've had the Cruiserweight tournament, the cru Cruiserweight title tournament in NXT. That was round robin, excuse me. But we don't get that enough. On North American soil, on on these big on these uh, big uh, these big stages, I'd love that. I'd love that. It'd be great. And then you can even use some some dark talent in there, you know, if you want some teams to to eat the pins really easily, you know, like a you know New Japan they put in the Young Lions or Yujiro Takahashi. You know, you, you, that it'd be fantastic. I I'd love that tons. Oh yeah! Tim Trevor left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Tim. He says, "Here you go. Uh, just do away with contract signings. Just let two guys or girls have a, a look them in the eye. Just have two guys or girls look at each other eye to eye." I agree. It's just the contract signing stuff is is such it's it's gimmicky at this point and has. It has no value. It has no real value. It it, it just doesn't. But I thank thank you very much, Tim. Appreciate the super chat. DGMC left us another super chat. Thank you again, DGMC. It says timetable for AEW's trios no title 
tournament. Um, hey, kick that shit off right when we come back in January. I don't know if they're taking a break over the Christmas period like they did last year, but right back after, come back in January, boom, trios tournament. King of the trios. King of the AEW trios. I'd love that. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Says, give me a king of trios on dark or something. You know what? Here, do both. Like, have some big matches on, on Dynamite. Have a, on both programs. Give a, an extra incentive for uh, for people watching Dynamite to tune into Dark. And then, on top of that, they, so they get to see how the tournament goes. And maybe see some of the developmental talent at the same time. Win, win situation. I like that. Let's keep on with some more cool beans. Dynamite was really good last night, by the way. Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb ruled. And I won't hear anything uh, to the opposite. It was so very good. Super solid groundwork. Great counter wrestling from both ladies. Creative offense. Serena Deeb. She's so good. And it's the little things with her, right? Deeb, at some point, she goes for a pin, a pin, a, 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 a la magistrale pin. And... She she goes for the pin, but she doesn't exactly have Thunder Rosa, one of Thunder Rosa's arms secured. So instead of just holding the pin there, she rolls back over, secures the arm, and gets her back into La Magistral. That was... It's a tiny detail. But you're like, look, this... You know when people talk about ring psychology? This is it here. It's not a... It didn't just leave it hanging there. Let it look sloppy. This was good in ring psychology. Deeb is like, I'm not going to be able to pin her like this. Rolls over, clutches the arm. Fantastic stuff. Uh, she hit a spear on the apron, which was gnarly. Uh, some dragon screw leg whips as well. Rosa delivers those beautiful basement shotgun drop kicks. She's so, so good with her legs. It's fantastic. And then Britt Baker interferes, but doesn't cost the match. Deeb does get the win. And then Britt arrives again after the match and attacks some more. And lo and behold, last night on Dynamite, they set up three different angles for their women. In what? I'm like, wait a minute. Hang on. Three different angles? Just in in the span of one evening, we've already got we've already got all this stuff laid out for next week and the weeks to come. And I'm like, this this is cool. I can get behind, including a match for with uh, for Sheeta next week. So good job, AEW. I mean, sure they like they they packed all the women's stuff into one quarter hour, but it's a, it's a start, <laughs> and it's I I I I see the effort. That's the thing is that I see the effort in these uh, in these angles that they've set up. You know, with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, and then um, um, uh, Anna Jay and um, and Sheeta, and what's the other one? I'm drawing a blank. Chat, help me out. For some reason, I'm drawing a complete, Ooh, yeah. complete blank. It was, 
Yes, Brandy and Jade. And that's right, Brandy and Jade. Uh, and uh, thank you very much, uh, Ev um, uh, DGMC. And uh, they have... Um, uh, they have the uh, uh, Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose hanging around Jade. So there's a bit of contra uh, mystery. Let's put it that way. I'm cool with this. And Big Swole got involved too. Look at that. Giving them their women, giving their women shit to do. God damn. And Red Velvet as well. This is true. I'm all for this. I am all for this. And the um, final cool bean of the evening. Well, I mean, I, I do want to talk about one last subject. I'll go uh, skim over these, but there's I think they're both still um, two last cool beans of interest. Will Hobbs joining Team Taz is a big deal and I like it and I can dig it. Um, I think the team look, I, I think it's a good idea to put him in with with Team Taz, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I like how they didn't do the, oh, he's been thinking about it. Will he? He won't he? But of course he won't because if he would have, he would have accepted immediately. No, they draw they drew it out a bit, and he still decided to go with Team Taz. I'm like ah, that's perfect. I like it. it it's it, it's just um, it's it works. It it works. And what's cool is that. Will Hobbs is going to be one of these talents that AEW is going to have created by themselves. It's going to be one of these stars that they're going to have created by themselves. And I really like it. And you know, I've seen a lot of people compare them to Evolution. You know, Triple H, Ric Flair, Randy Orton, and Batista. But I'm, I'm, I can see the comparisons, you know, with Taz being the mouthpiece, the, you know, the, 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 the seasoned vet, um, the, the yeah, the, the vet, the veteran. But you know, after that, the roles are a little more wibbly wobbly. You know, like who's your Triple H? Well, is it Brian Cage? Well, Triple H was the star. It was the star of Evolution, right? He was like the, the figurehead. He was uh, somewhat of the leader. Uh, he was the yeah, another talker. Was he? Is is it? Brian Cage, really? Because Ricky Starks, man, fucking star. But he's he's not, you know, built like a Triple H. He's more built like a Randy Orton, but he's not the junior guy, really. The junior guy is Will Hobbs, but he's built like twice as big as Triple H. And, you know, he's who's the Batista? You know what I mean? I get the, I get the, um, I, I get the, um, uh, I I get the idea of evolu of the evolution comparisons, but I I think they're um, they're not super strong. Let's put it that way. I want to say hello to Goodfellow fourteen two two. Welcome to the chat, Evan Wright. Left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Evan. Again, he says I audibly yelled in my living room for Will Hobbs to make himself a star and join Team Taz. Wonderfully done, and I love that they listened to your booking, Evan. Clearly. Yeah, I think it's a good move. I think it's a really, really good move. Thank you very much for that super chat. DGMC leaves us a super chat as well. It says, who's the third man to help Darby and Cody? Archer? Shaq! Shaq is going to make them an offer he can't refuse. And he's going to toss Will Hobbs around like a sack of potatoes. I don't know. 
Um, maybe. I like the idea of Cody um, aligning himself with his former foes kind of thing. You know, with his... You know, I think there's I, I think there's something interesting and fun in that. But of course, my natural my natural reflex is why doesn't he just go with the nightmare family? Get him QT, get him Dustin. Hey, get, get our boy Austin Gunn. He'll take them down with his numerous arm drags. He'll go, woo! 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 That's what he'll do. He'll take them all out with arm jacks. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for the super chat. Super chat, DGMC. And the last cool bean that I wanted to talk about was Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley, the main event from NXT last night. It was really good. It was a good, strong main event to be expected from these two. But I think that the uh, the the talking point is after the match. Uh, Rhea and Io hug. Um, they uh, there's it, they, it's emotional, very very sincere. It felt like a send off. Frankly, boys and girls here, if Rhea didn't win last night, right? If if Rhea didn't win last night, that was it for her. And like, what do you do with her in NXT moving forward? And well, main roster kind of needs her and there's a space open on the women's Survivor Series, SmackDown Survivor Series team. I mean, if that happens, if if we get Rhea on Team SmackDown, the Team SmackDown wins. I, that's not even... Any opposite type of booking is ridiculous and stupid. There is no other outcome... Than having here, let me let me pull out the team here, Survivor Series 2020, just to make sure I'm not because I don't know all uh, all the teams off the top of my head here. See, we have right now uh, Bianca, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and there's two members left. There's two members left to be announced: Bailey and and Rhea. How can Against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Rhea and Bianca will run circles around those. Maybe run into some trouble with Shayna Baszler. Yeah, by the way, rest in peace. As Chad is talking about. And by the way, Heavy J, welcome to the chat. Um, <laughs> um, rest in peace, uh uh Rhea Ripley's ear she tweeted out earlier tonight that uh, oh listening to the doctor uh, cut off bits of my ear and I'm like ah, no gross ew 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 bleh 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 but yeah I think I do believe she's main roster bound I think it makes sense ah <sighs> There we have it, folks. That was our weekly wrestling inspection. Uh, 
folks, before we wrap, wrap things up, remember uh, you can leave a, a, a like on the video if you haven't already. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already or to the to the Mr. Warren Hayshow podcast on your favorite podcast app. You do all of that stuff. That's really, it, 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 it's silly, but it helps tons. It really does. Before we, oh, Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. Again, he says, any type of opposite booking is ridiculous and stupid. Oh, okay, he's quoting me. Any type of opposite booking is ridiculous and stupid. Channel 7 right. In other words, that's exactly what WWE will do. I mean, like I said, I think they feel like the Lana stuff is the most compelling story they have, so. But imagine having Bianca Belair. Anyway. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Zelina Vega. She was future endeavored last week. I'm sure all of you have heard about it by now. It's made, it's burst out of our little wrestling bubble a bit. Uh, Zelina Vega was, uh, was future endeavored by WWE last week. Uh, not because of the tweet that she put out, where she said, I support unionization. She was released beforehand. Uh, she was fired because she, she opened up an OnlyFans. Uh, again, you've probably all heard of WWE's, uh, stance on, uh, you know, uh, extra endeavors outside of wrestling Twitch and OnlyFans and things like that and how they're cracking down on them. Well, she opened up an OnlyFans um, last week for cosplay, because she does a lot of that. Um, so uh, so in the timeline, this is what we understand. She, she was at SmackDown, and she learned there that she was being fired. Uh, and in the time that she learned that she was fired, and, uh, and, the and by the time WWE had put out the statement she had she had already tweeted out that she was she'd support unionization now this is what i want to talk about a little bit uh because uh, i've talked about it before and if you follow me on social media you know how strongly i feel about wrestlers being unionized i think it's necessary for their survival right um and uh i think that um yeah, it's not the first time, right, that unionization has been talked about in wrestling. Uh, we all know the very famous story on how Hulk Hogan ratted out the boys and Jesse Ventura who were coming together to form a union. Uh, so this isn't the first time that this happens. Now, as we said, this is attracting a lot of attention as opposed to maybe in the 80s Ooh, because yeah. the WWE is a billion-dollar company. Um, and... Uh, the status of their contracts is very, very questionable. We have Gabriel Car uh, Carteris, president of SAG-AFTRA, which is the big, um, uh, the uh, which is the big union representing uh, uh, actors and uh, and stage performers in the United States, tweeting to Zelina Vega, showing support. Andrew Yang, of course, was out there, uh, was out there as well, but this was even a few weeks ago, but he doubled down on this saying, you know, we're watching you. WWE, of course, could all be posturing at this point, but still, you know, the idea is that this is getting some attention. Uh, Carteris uh, put out a statement uh, saying, wrestling is as much about media as it is sports, and we are going to directly engage with members of this profession to find, to help find, excuse me, ways for them to protect themselves. 
As more people reinvest in unions and more working people are harassed by employers who don't want to protect them, SAG-AFTRA is committed to doing what we can to help professional wrestlers secure the protections they deserve. That was, again, from Gabriel Carteris, uh, the um, uh, the uh, president of uh, SAG-AFTRA. And, um, and just, I think it was yesterday... Uh, SAG-AFTRA, uh, the, the Twitter account, revealed that they had a conversation with Zelina Vega, called it powerful. Quote, powerful conversation with Thea Trinidad today, Zelina Vega's real name. We support her and others as they work to protect and empower themselves. Very powerful, uh, so uh, powerful conversation. And Zelina confirmed the confirmation, uh, confirmed the, the discussion saying, uh, very powerful indeed. Thank you for all the pleasant conversation and insight. Um, whatever a powerful conversation is, it's a bit of an empty qualifier, if you ask me. Um, and this is where we're at right now. Um, the idea behind all of this, the why, in case you're, you're sort of wondering, well, why is suddenly everyone talking about unions? The, the whole Twitch social media thing with WWE cameo only fans uh, isn't specifically covered in their contracts. This is like new stuff that they're finding out. So this is basically a, a situation where WWE is maybe overstepping its boundaries. It's overreaching a little bit and not in a way that's very fair to its talent. Um, Zelina Vega, right up until recently, wasn't making... Wasn't on TV all that much and wasn't making much per appearance either. Um, she had been making more on Twitch than she had showing up for work in WWE. So, uh, so, so at some point she, you know, she's, she says to herself, well, I'm creating this community. I'm maintaining it. This is how I'm making my money. Um, why would WWE want to swoop in and take this away from me when it has nothing to do with them? Of course, WWE will argue that, well, you're using our name. She says, fine, I'll change it to Thea Trinidad, but clearly wasn't good enough. It clearly wasn't good enough. So this, this kind of feels a little abusive. It feels a little overreaching. Um, I can understand and appreciate how tricky it can be when it comes to intellectual property when WWE is using your names under trademarks and you're going off and using your stage names to do other stuff, I can get it. It's kind of like, I've used the example before, it's kind of like a, as if, it's kind of as if Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. started doing appearances as Tony Stark without Marvel's consent. Marvel be like, well, wait, what are you doing? This is not, Tony Stark doesn't belong to you, kind of thing. So, this is why this is why the talk of unions is coming back because this does seem unfair to their talent. It does seem uh, it does seem like WWE is overreaching, overstepping its boundaries here. And as I like to say, you know, if you're going to cape for anything in wrestling, cape for the talent first and foremost. That always, always, always defend, stick up, support the talent. They're the they are the people who are bringing you. Uh, who are who are giving their bodies for your entertainment week after week. So that's who you should support first and foremost. So it makes sense 
for WWE to, uh, not for WWE, but for fans to want the unions for for wrestlers. I'll, I'm the first to want it. But I, I, I feel like there's a misconception amongst fans that, well, let's just get SAG into, let's get the Screen Actors Guild involved and they'll swoop into WWE and everything will be fixed. But it's not that simple. Because if you want a union to work, if you want a union to settle itself in and negotiate with the company terms for their employees or staff, the staff has to want the union. The wrestlers have to want the union. Technically, a wrestler can go and get their their SAG card whenever they want. They there's some criteria you like. You have to you need. There's some criteria. I don't quite remember exactly, but you have to have a certain number of of SAG uh, gigs that you have to perform and um, uh, that you have to that that you have to get under your belt before you can ask for 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 your full membership kind of thing. Like you like you actually have to be in a movie, be on set on a television show or something to that effect before you can actually ask for your before you become a member. You have to do that a few times, but they can do that. I mean, we saw it this week. Uh, uh, Christopher Daniels uh, tweeted out his uh, SAG card because he, he's been in productions. He's been in movies. So anyone can go do that. Any wrestler can go and do that. But the problem is WWE doesn't have to enforce it, not as long as the wrestlers don't demand that the company accepts to negotiate with the union on their behalf. And that's that's only how it's going to work. SAG isn't going to swoop in and change everything out of nowhere just because they're like, suddenly we have WWE on their radar. The wrestlers have to band together. They have to show a front of unity. There has to be a majority of wrestlers who are ready to back this. And that's what makes it so complicated. That's what makes it really, really hard. And I don't want to say improbable, but... Not super likely either, because you know that there are some people in the company, some wrestlers who are very, very content with their position, and they're like, I'm cool here. Don't want to rock the boat, so on and so forth. No need to name names. We'd just be speculating at this point. You know, there's uh, no reason to say, oh, so-and-so would probably be against a union. We don't know. We We don't know. But... That's the. This is the thing that, as fans, we have to keep in mind: is that even if SAG gets involved, nothing's going to happen unless the wrestlers want it to happen. So, really, the best thing, if you are pro union, if you'd like to see your wrestlers have uh, a pension, proper health coverage, if you'd like your wrestlers to have their skills that they use in wrestling every day. Not just the athleticism. I'm talking about uh, uh, learning lines, performing in front of cameras, performing on a live show, um, uh, 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 public speaking, um, uh, dancing, whatever. If you would like their skills to be recognized in, uh, to be properly recognized in an organization, in in the union, so that these skills can be applied into other areas of entertainment then tweet at them and tell them make them let them know that the people who stand behind them the fans will stand behind them 
when the time comes. As, otherwise, it'll just feel very empty for them. I think it's it's really the best thing that we can do at this point. So, it's, so it's, it's not going to be simple. And I wish it was. And I wish it... I really, really wish it would be simple. But it's not going to be. And it's, it's ironic, man. It's so, so ironic that, you know, Vince McMahon fought to have wrestling be recognized as sports entertainment to avoid paying um paying sports commissions their fees for their fixed for their fixed combat sports right Ooh, so no no yeah. sports entertainment but now that we're entertainers now he's like what's his argument this is where we are now vince is like we're, we're at a point where we're telling vince vince you can't have both you can't have you can't have it both ways here you, you just can't you can't come towards you, you can't approach the situation and say well no they're not entertainers you've been telling us for years that they're entertainers so you have to start act, treating them like such but vince is like they can they can come at me you know and he's not wrong he's really not wrong and they have to do it because otherwise talent is going to continue to be viewed as a uh, as a commodity, not a resource, but a commodity, something that you can replace. Look, um, someone earlier this week, uh, a wrestling journalist, put out an article uh, basically saying, you know, uh, ta- talking about the whole Zelina situation in the final paragraph, saying, yes, you know, Zelina's gone, but WWE will be fine. And I thought that was an extremely callous approach and very, very, uh, very, very not sympathetic to the plight of workers or talent on any level. The thing is, is that talent is very much viewed as a commodity, that you're replaceable. No matter what you do, no matter what you give at any given moment, can snap my fingers and we can we can just move someone else in your place. That's what's terrifying about the wrestling business. There's nothing you can do about it. And to emphasize in this article that WWE will be fine just heightens the problem. Of course, WWE is going to be fine without Zelina Vega. But my heart isn't with WWE. My heart is with Zelina Vega. My heart is with the talent. Because essentially, what this highlights is no matter who you are, no matter what you decide to do in wrestling... You can just be bumped anytime, no skin off our ass, and we'll be able to move on. And again, I know that is the reality, but just because this is the situation doesn't mean I, I need to like it. Doesn't mean I, I doesn't mean I like it. I would like talent to be treated like talent, like people who really ha- who are the show, who create the show, who make the show what it is, as opposed to. Whether it's you or you, I don't give a shit. You're interchangeable. That's a horrible attitude. Why would anyone work under those conditions? Why would you work under those conditions in whatever job that you use? Don't we all want to feel appreciated in what we do? Don't we want to feel like we're a part of something? 
part of a team that our contributions are helping. Why would you want to do that? The kind of thing that unions can help out with. But like I said, you know, I, I think there's a lot of excitement right now. A lot of people who are like, yeah, 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 unions. It's going to change everything. Not unless the wrestlers want it. And I hope to hell they do. Couple of super chats here. Anakin JMT left us one. Thank you very much. Talking about Zelina says her extra endeavors got her in future endeavor. And ha ha ha. Oh, what a clever man of alliteration you are. But that is, it's pretty much true. Thank you very much, Anakin. Evan Wright left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. He says, I only cape for Warren Hayes. Aw, TJ and DGMC. Two of those things are worth caping for. <laughs> One of these things just doesn't belong. I'll let you figure it out. Anakin JMT left us a super chat as well. Again, thank you very much. He says, what it will really take to unionize is the actual lo rocker, locker room leaders, the tippity-top people, Roman Reigns, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Natalia, AJ. Again, I don't want to speculate. Maybe these are people who are behind, are okay with it. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. You know? It, I, I, it's, go, it's going to take a... It's going to take a movement. It's going to take wrestlers deciding to bring on some actual change. Yes, the leaders to spur things on. I agree. But we just don't know. We just don't know if they want it really. And I saw some people saying, well, it'll it'll affect in indie shows. Not necessarily. I disagree. Um I don't see how I don't it's the same thing look pro wrestling eve is is unionized they have equity in there um they haven't been running shows because of covid because uh, the uk is in lockdown you know not because not because they're being run out of business by the union everything everything works out in the long run <clears throat> but like i said the wrestlers are going to have to want it well, there we have it folks we're going to wrap things up for tonight. I want to thank everyone who joined us live here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Give the video a like if you haven't already. God damn it. But if you have, thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, and if you're listening right now on your favorite podcast application, I appreciate it. A great deal as well. Do not forget, Saturday morning is the place to be. 11 a.m. for Survivor Series Predictions. You already sort of know what to expect as far as my expectations are. But come see Wrestling Jeebus from Twitter. And he's going... Maybe, maybe he'll shock and surprise you with his uh, with his expectations in regards to... Um, in regards to Survivor Series. 11 a.m. Eastern, Saturday morning. Be there or be not there. In the meantime, folks, I want to thank you all once again for joining me. And I'll see you next time.